Welcome back, everybody. Hi, Sophia. Hi, Austin. We have two very special guests today. We're so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like celebrities are like on our show right now because <laughs> you guys are crazy. I feel like we're on a celebrity show right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we have Bailey and Peyton, and we're so excited. This is Pine. We are so excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah. Thank absolutely. you for joining us. Yeah, we're very excited because you have indulged us um, in trying to carry out our game show dreams. Um, so this is going to be really fun. <laughs> I'm, um, I've always wanted to be on the Bachelor franchise, so this will have to do. Um, but I think it's a, I think it's a solid compromise. We'll try to give you a rose at the end and just try to go from there. <laughs> try to drink and start it. If she deserves the rose. <laughs> All right. And you and I like to say I'm the mean one. My goodness. <laughs> I learn from the best. The bestie roasts are going to come out this episode. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. So we're super excited you're here. And we wanted to start by being like, let's lay the, lay the setting, the groundwork. How long have you guys been friends? And how did you meet? Which I already know because I'm a super fan of your podcast. But I would love to hear the meet cute again. <laughs> Bailey, do you want to tell the story? Yeah, I mean, it definitely was a meet cute. So we've <laughs> we've known each other for like almost three years, I think. Yes. Um, we met in 2018. It was my very first day of my first big girl job after college. Thank me, like terrified going into a job that I didn't even really want, but would later find out that like I very much appreciated. Um, was not really looking forward to it, but, you know, a girl's got to make that money. So I go in ex also expecting it to be, like, mostly old people and mostly guys. And, like, <laughs> both of those were kind of true. Um, but I, I walk in and there's this, like, blonde, cute blonde girl sitting there. And she's dressed to the tens in, like... <laughs> some really nice outfit heels a blazer a button-up I don't remember if it was the a whole thing was from Shein or however you should pronounce that but yeah it was like it was a get up and I was like wow she's so intimidating um also like it was a very casual workplace so I was like she's doing a lot right now but like in a good way and I think I actually like said something to that effect and then she I <laughs> that put me off of her first. She's like, wow, why are you wearing heels? And I was like, we're not going to be friends if you're questioning what I'm wearing. But okay, she grew on me. Yeah, I basically was like, you're going to be my friend. And, and that's just what it's going to be. And it it worked out. That's yes. Made, yeah, that's how I made friends with Austin, too. You just got to like persist once you just, you know. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, you lock eyes onto someone and it's yeah. like, you know, you like a don't let go. target. Yeah, you target in. You go, all right, sorry, you're stuck with me now. That's how I make friends. So perfect method. Yeah. And then our other question is because of your amazing podcast, why did you decide to start one? Bailey abandoned me. <laughs> um, she, so we're both from the Cincinnati area. And um, she moved to a long way away. I'll never see her again. She's in New York. Uh, we've uh, seen each other many times since I moved. I would just like to say. 
yes. Um, but so, so she moved to New York in the middle of the pandemic and she said, you still have to be my friend. And I was like, well, normally when people move away from me, they stop being friends with me. So I guess we'll find out. Um, and so this is really like, we started this podcast as a way to uh, force friendship um, so that she can't get rid of me and I can't get rid of her. <laughs> and um, to really talk about something that we've both loved to do. And Bailey kind of reintroduced me to my love of reading when we worked together. She was so good at like introducing different books to me um, and, and talking about books with me. And I value that so much more than I think she even realizes. And so getting to do that in a way that we get to share with other people and meet amazing people like you guys, this has been such such a fun experience of, of hosting this podcast. That's really similar to our podcast story because we started ours after our first year after our bachelor's. Yeah. And I took a year off of school and Sophia went off to London, Ontario to do her master's. Yeah. Which isn't as long distance of a friendship as you guys originally, like an hour and a half drive. But <laughs> still, still a distance. That's like where you have to commit to, like, you're like, I have to drive to see you. It's not like I can just text you and we can meet up somewhere. Like, that's a commitment on both of your parts to have to see each other. Uh -huh. So I get it. Yeah, and was... Sophia and I had all these grand ideas for all four years of our bachelor's, like all these businesses <laughs> we're gonna start and all these like products we're gonna make. I don't, I don't even know how we ended up landing on the podcast specifically, but I don't know either. I mean, like I think it, like Peyton was saying, like it's a really good way to keep in touch. And like, I mean, Austin, I feel like is one of the people in my life that reads like the most, so it was like easy to talk to him about that, even though we read different things. So. Very different things, right? We'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, I will save that for the roasting. <laughs> That's, I think I noticed that when I first started listening to your guys' podcast, I was kind of surprised by how different your reading, like reading like choices are, um, yeah. but it makes for really interesting conversations. So I love it. It's like with you guys, Sophia's really good at suggesting new and interesting books to read. I'm just not so good at actually going out and picking them up. <laughs> That's <Right>. fair. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. So our first round of the game show is the how do you do stage. Yes. Or it's going to be more questions about, like, your guys' general reading interests and what you think each other's reading habits are. Okay. So I, like, you'll ask a question, and I will say this is my answer for Bailey, correct? Yes. 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 So cool. much I don't know if you guys just want to write down your answer or just say it. Freestyle. Either way. <laughs> I don't want to just say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, the first question is, what genre are you most likely to find your bestie reading? Oh, I know that one. <laughs> I feel like I am a lot more, um, like, specific to my genres than Peyton is. Very true. So really for her, it, like, depends on the, the week or the month. Yeah, but, yeah I'm definitely a mood reader. Um, but I can say right now, she just picked up a library hall with a bunch of YA books, so. Yep. You guys are like yeah. mirror images of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, YA is definitely uh, what I'm into right now. I don't really know why, um, but that's what I'm mood reading. Bailey um, weirdly went through a thriller phase recently, but normally you'll find her reading LGBTQ plus royal romances. That's like her niche perfect world. Um, there are like three of them. So, I mean, it, it's not that sustainable. <laughs> right. But, but like if you could read unlimited, you know, that kind of book. But otherwise, like LGBTQ romance, you don't, you could take the royal part out, right? For sure. 
Cool. And that is what I'm reading. I'm reading two books right now, and both of them are that. So, well done. I guess we should have started off with what you guys are reading at the moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> well, I can't say- answer for Peyton on this one. Can I answer for myself? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm reading um, uh, The Falling in Love montage. It is a, like, sapphic romance that takes place in um, Ireland. It's very cute. It's like a summer romance book. That's, like, the trope. Um, and also the next book that we're talking about on our podcast next week is Honey Girl. So I'm reading that too. That's on my list. I'm so excited. It was really good. I loved oh. it. Oh man. I um, so I just finished Boyfriend Material, um, but am currently listening to The Dream Thieves, which is the second in the Raven Cycle theory, series. And I'm going to say her name wrong. Maggie Stiefvater. Um, That's she- right, I think. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, it she we what, the Bailey's roommate was a guest on our podcast, and yes. she recommended the series, and I finally picked it up, and I'm addicted. Okay. And then I just picked up today "Brood" by Jackie Polson, and it's a saga about a woman raising chickens. Um, <laughs> and I think it's going to be really emotional and maybe kind of difficult to get through. I think it's going to be sad, but oh. I'm very excited about it. So, Very cool. interesting. Yeah, I'm all over the place, like Bailey said. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good example of it depends <laughs> on the day for Peyton. Yeah. Okay, so getting back into the game. Yes. Sophia also reads a wide array of different genres, but I know she likes, for sure, her romances. Yes. She likes her young adult stuff, and she likes her true crime. Yeah. And then Austin, I would say like two things only two things i read (laughs) (laughs) historical historical fiction and i would say i would argue music biographies yes that's true what's the last music biography you read um i think it was one on might have been on stevie nicks yes either stevie nicks or the drummer from fleetwood mac i would read that for sure yeah it was really good i'd suggest it so it, was, it was like an unauthorized biography, but... Ooh, that's fun. Sophia and I have discussed it before. She thinks that unauthorized biographies are usually better because it, it can take a more distance approach to the subject matter. Yeah. So much more which I don't disagree with. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right, next question. Bailey, what does Peyton look for in a book? And Peyton, the reverse. <laughs> um. Oh, I don't know. Because, again, she, like, reads so many different genres. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't, I feel like she likes when people recommend things to her. I don't know if that's exactly a right answer, but like she values the opinions of like other like people that she like thinks similarly to. So like, I feel like if she, someone that she admires likes a book, then she's like more likely to read it and would like look for that book. That's cool. Yeah, I, 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 I don't really know what I look for in a book. Uh, <laughs> um, that's a hard question. I know. Um, I, but I agree like with Bailey that I definitely do want to talk, like read books that people that I really like tell me to read um, and that speak highly of them. Bailey, I think, is an escapist reader, and which is me too. I'm not, please nobody take that the wrong way. Um, and so I think that she is looking for a good time in her reads. Like she wants not necessarily fluff, like she's okay with serious and sad things, but like she does, like I think Bailey wants comfort and happiness and um, 
love in her books. Um, and I'm not necessarily just saying like, she wants a romance novel every time, but those are some of the like the core values that she looks for. True. Also covers. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, she definitely judges by the cover, which me too. Good. So do, so do we. <laughs> We've discussed yeah. that at length before. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What do you, I want to know now, what do you guys look for when in, in what in your books? Like what makes a good book for you? Well, for Sophia, it's hard to pick a specific thing because she, she researched a variety of different things. I know she likes, obviously, a mystery element. I know she likes strong female characters. Yes. And a romantic okay. element. Yes. Yes to all. <laughs> yes to all. And then... Are you like strong... Sorry, you like strong female authors too. That's another big That's thing. true, actually. That is one of my, my choices usually. And then Austin, I feel like you usually look for like topics in history that you either know a lot about already and you want to expand or that you don't know a lot about. <laughs> you want to like expand the universe of knowledge. Both extremes of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned Austin about Operation Paperclip here in the United States and uh. like it blew my mind. My husband was sitting there staring at me like, how did you not know about this? Because I kind of consider myself a history buff. Um, and so I'm getting ready to, I have to go like find some good books to read about that particular thing that America did. Cause I want to learn everything about it because I think uh -huh. it's so interesting. So I'm, I like to do that too. You kind of are a reader for research. That's one reason I'm grateful for the podcast. Cause I'm going to have to make Sophia read some of the history books that I like. Cause <laughs> yeah. I can't make anybody else talk about them with me. So I'm going to have to make her. <laughs> that's what, that's what the podcast is for. Absolutely. <laughs> We assign ourselves homework on this podcast. <laughs> I, I made Austin read Twilight, so he can do whatever he wants now. <laughs> That's amazing. I absolutely yeah. hated it. I think you, you had one favorite character, Austin. Don't even forget. It was James. <laughs> okay. Oh, the killer vampire? He <laughs> um, is more interesting in Twilight from Bella's point of view than Twilight from Edward's point of view. I just read that. Agreed. Right? <laughs> yeah. Night Sun. I loved. Peyton, did you like yeah. it? Um, I think that he said, or that Stephanie Meyer used, now I'm not going to be able to remember the words, mm -hmm. but like, she used gushing for her blood running through her veins, her mm -hmm. blood gushed through her heart too yeah. often, that That's kind true. of really <laughs> took me out of the book <laughs> a couple of times, um, but I did love it, like, it just took me back to seventh grade Peyton, that was like, Thanks. reading Twilight under her desk, swooning over Edward, so... <laughs> Sophia still does that. Yeah, I'm insane. <laughs> Me too. You <laughs> relive whatever joy you can sometimes. That's right. Especially during a pandemic. Yeah. She saw her moment. She was like, they've been waiting. Here's the perfect time. They're all at home. <laughs> well, our guest we had for the Twilight episode, she read the whole series, what, three times? Yeah. Alex in the pandemic? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a long series, too. That is dedication. <laughs> You'd never catch me reading Twilight four times. I don't know. You might go back. You never know. <laughs> Unless um, we do three additional episodes, and I'm not going back. To... <laughs> I understand, though, because um, I am now on my third rewatch of The Vampire Diaries since yes. the pandemic. I realized that it's my comfort show. I don't know when it became that or how it became that, but it's it's happening. The third rewatch in a year. Embrace Does it still hold up the third time? Yes. <laughs> We, we watched it for a second time. It's Mike's favorite show. He'll hate me for saying this on podcast, but he, I had to be like, I'm putting my foot down. I'm not watching this again. <laughs> so. Well, Mike and I can just watch it together. Perfect. Okay. So our next question was, 
Who are your besties' favorite authors? Oh. I don't know. Uh, let I me don't, That's an unfair question. I really don't have a favorite author. Um, I will... Now I have to remember this person's name. Mine's have, really easy because I talk I about her all the time. But yeah, I have no idea for Peyton. I just can't remember her name, Bailey. Hold on. It's the, it's the thought that counts. Do you know, you know what she writes? Yeah, the High Society and... Right, those ones. Yeah. What's it's her Allie name? Carter. Allie Carter. Thank you. So um, Bailey's favorite author is Allie Carter. She <laughs> talks about her all the time. She like has written. You've written into her, didn't you? Take like a class or like watch live from her or something. Um, yeah. You read all of her books. You. I love what she says about middle grade, that the only big difference between YA and middle grade is a love interest, which I think is totally true and makes me want to read more middle grade books. And I love how much you love her. But yeah, Allie Carter's your favorite. I don't have a favorite author. That was the best answer. And I cannot top that. <laughs> <laughs> Not so good. Sorry. Did you prep this answer before you came here? That was incredible. No, um, Bailey truly has like the first time we talked about books she goes you have to read this book it's the heist society and it's about okay. this young girl that like is an art heist thief person spy and it's amazing and the cover is like this girl with side bangs and big <laughs> glasses like looking down over her sunglasses I that book. <laughs> and i looked at her and i said not in my life i will not <laughs> but read she that did book. And she I did do it. And it was not, it was actually cute. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and I think now I follow, follow Allie Carter on Instagram and um, I wouldn't call her like a must read or a must buy or anything for me, but Bailey has some passions in her life and Allie Carter is one of them. So, yep. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. I know for Sophia, it's hard to pick out some of her like, individual favorite authors i know she likes her brontes that's true and her jane austens classics classics and i feel the same way for you austin there's just so many authors that cover richard the third it's really <laughs> hard to narrow it down. i mean um but i feel like you do talk about shakespeare a lot is it fair to say i'd say he's he's up there yeah for sure Oh, I have to ask this question. I'm so sorry. I'm derailing your game show. No, I love it. Do you subscribe to the theory that Shakespeare was one person? <sighs> Peyton. <laughs> we're like, this is like the scene where like the dramatic like reality TV show music comes on and we're like dancing <laughs> yes. around. <laughs> I, I mean, if I, I, I do, and I'm not going to be offended if you don't, but I'm just curious. I don't know. What about the whole like Edward Devere theory? Like, I feel like that's kind of like, that's a maybe for me. I don't know. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's all just complicated and, and interesting. There's this, uh, I read a book, history, autobiography, no, biography last year about Elizabeth Friedman, mm -hmm. um, who, who was helped stop Nazis in South America during yeah. World War II. And um, she started her career as a decoder by working for this really insane millionaire that believed that Shakespeare was not one person and like used the first folios 
thought the first the first folios were code um and, and like actually spelled out secret messages and like spelled out who the real author was and i didn't know that was a thing until i read this biography and i was like oh my god i love this like the idea of that is just fascinating to me that sounds really interesting yeah yeah it, um, and she, like, Elizabeth Friedman debunked it. She's like, no, this is not true scientific study, like, what, what you're doing. But that theory lives on, even though there have been people that have said that that decoding work can't necessarily be scientific. But it was, it was super interesting. Okay, I'm investigating this after this. I feel like every time, this is like when I'm listening to like your guys' podcast and I'm like, okay, make note of this, read this, check this. <laughs> it's just because I have 10,000 things happening in my brain at a time. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to derail. Oh my God, this is not a derail. This is like, this is giving me like more things to look up after. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm so pumped now. Yeah. Okay, what about, um, do you guys know, like either of your fa like your least favorite authors, like is there something that you know that your best friend would never read? It's almost harder um, than favorite. <laughs> I don't, is there an author that you would never read, Bailey? Um, Yeah, I, th I think that Peyton would never read anything by JK Rowling again. That is true. That's true, I wouldn't. Um. I don't, I don't know if it's, I, I'm, I don't know, Bailey, if you have an author that you would never read anything by again. Or I think period. so. I don't think so. And I'm, yeah. All right. That's mm, fair. <laughs> on our show notes, I made a, a list of authors that Sophia would fight probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I need to hear this list. So I got Hemingway, so far I got Hemingway, I, Rowling, Fitzgerald, I, and Percy Shelley, probably. Percy Shelley, for sure, first of all. <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald, I, I wouldn't. He's a terrible husband, I think, but I wouldn't fight him. I think he had his own stuff going on. I don't know. Hemingway? Yeah, what? I would 100% fight him. And what, I, what I know you'd fight Rowling. With Hemingway? Like, do, is, is, am I missing something bad that happened? Billy, I have, a, yeah. Such a jerk. I have, Bailey, I have such a beef with Hemingway. And I think it's because I read, I don't know if you guys remember the, the book. It was really big a while back called The Paris Wife. Yeah, I have it on my bookshelf right now, actually, but I've never read it. <laughs> read it and you will see he's the worst. So it's a fictional account of Hemingway's first wife's experience in the marriage to him. And essentially, like, I mean, we all know that he was a womanizer and he had like kind of a drinking problem. But this marriage, awful. But what makes it worse is that later on when he is married to Martha Gellhorn, Gellhorn, I believe her last name is, that she was an American journalist and he was like super controlling in their marriage and he felt insecure. So she was a reporter and she wanted to go over to cover like the Spanish Civil War. And she got a deal with the paper. She was on her way to go. And Hemingway called the paper and was like, hey, do you want some nobody writing or do you want Hemingway covering it? And he took her job. I, okay, yes. I oh remember God. hearing about, yeah, from the, oh. yeah, he's a, oh. he's a you know, I won't disgrace your podcast by cursing, but he's Hemingway. <laughs> you can. I, le I learned how to put beeps when I was editing in, so you can swear all you want. <laughs> I won't. It's, I'll be good. <laughs> so old dead white guys you don't like. I mean, and J.K. Like, Rowling. And J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I didn't even like, I've only ever read three of the Harry Potter books and I only gave them a try because my one friend was obsessed with them. 
And like the movies were fine. Everything was fine. I, I respect the the fandom so hard, but it just like wasn't for me, I guess. But it's such it- a hard thing because I grew up on those books and they are the reason that I got so into reading. Right. I, any other fantasy series probably would have done it for me, right. but that's the one that I picked up first. And so it just like, uh, she, it feels, she feels like a betrayal, but at oh. the same time, like, Mike makes fun of me when I'm reading a book like Boyfriend Material or This Close to Okay. So many contemporary novels these days reference it as pop culture and it just makes my blood boil. I'm like, really? There are more interesting things in our society to reference as pop culture today than this mediocre book. So... It's so hard. I feel like it's so important to so many people. And like every time people talk about it, like they get like so like emotional and I, anything that gets people into reading, I have a big respect for because like when you're young, those things really matter. So for sure. And, and I, the books, the books will hold a special place in my heart, but I am over her and I won't go out of my way to ever read another book um, by her again. So that's completely valid. I, I I've never read a Harry Potter book, but I don't really intend to. <laughs> okay, so our next question was, is, what book would your bestie rather be dead than be caught reading? Oh my god. <laughs> oh Bailey, what would you rather? When there's just like one, like I don't, I don't know. Bailey would rather be dead than caught reading like a straight historical fiction romance novel. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> like just any of them, you know, like with the big beefy man on the cover, like holding a woman that's half dressed. Like Bailey would rather be dead than caught reading or ever being forced to read one of those. Like the Duke and I, I saw everyone's obsessed with that because of Bridgerton. I will never read it. That's fair. Unless I, unless Peyton made me for the podcast, like, then I would. But like, Not I wouldn't be happy it. about it. <laughs> I'm not planning on it. I have problems with Bridgerton too, but I like it. So yeah, I actually liked the show for some reason. I I still don't know why, but it um. was like a cotton candy dream. Everyone needed just like that light and airy, totally unrealistic world to disappear to and disappear into during the pandemic. It was I loved it. Um, I mean. I really have no idea. Like I said, Peyton's really open-minded about what she reads. And if something, if someone recommends something to her, like I think she'd be willing to read a lot of things. The The only book that comes to mind is like what a book that I know she hates. And I always bring this up is, is this book that we like kind of buddy read because we heard about it on a podcast. Um, and it's, I literally can't even remember the title right now. Before We Were Strangers. Before We Were Strangers. Yeah, she would, like, never be caught dead reading that again. And I would assume <laughs> it would probably have ruined the author for her. So yeah. I would think that she wouldn't read any other book by Renee um, Carlino either. That's yeah, that's that's very fair. I hated that book so hard. And I'm <laughs> the only person, I think, in the world that does. But, um, yeah, I don't. there's not a lot that I wouldn't read. Like a wide, a very wide, I don't know, like probably like something horrible that no one should read. Like I wouldn't want to be caught reading, but oh, I'll give anything a go. I think Sophia is more or less the same. There's nothing you really would hate reading, but now you don't like you don't like fantasy. I really, I know nobody judge me. (laughs) She made a meme of it. Really doesn't either. Why don't? Can I ask why you don't like it? 
Well, my friend Cleo says that it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I haven't found the right fantasy yet. And I mean, I do like Three Dark Crowns, with pe- which people have made the argument is fantasy. I don't know if it is. It's by Kendar Blake. Um, I'm writing that down. It's really good. Really, really good. I really like it. And I think, yeah, that's about it. Like, I, I used to read it as like a kid, but I kind of fell off the wagon. And I think maybe my brain is just, I don't know, not keeping up. <laughs> Austin. I would say you would never be caught reading Twilight in public because you had to listen to the audio. <laughs> Take the book out. I don't know because Sophia offered like, "Oh, I have the physical one if you yeah. want to borrow it." I'm like, no. Okay. Drop it off. Like, let me put a a dust jacket that's not Twilight on it so that I can read it in public. I got a, reputa- I got a reputation to maintain. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> no wonder you didn't like it. I can't imagine the audio is very good. It's a very awkwardly paced book. Yes, that's why I, I completely agree. agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, our next one is what's a book you and your best friend had different opinions on? Um, the that one, the one a that lot of them. Uh, well, yeah, a lot of them, but the one that comes to mind first is Before We Were Strangers. You were okay with it, and I like Here's the thing. it. I recognize Peyton's issues with it, yes. but I don't think that it made it like unlikable. Like I, the characters were real. Like normally, okay, it's so weird because I come down on the opposite side of this that I do for most books. Cause normally I don't enjoy reading books with like super unlikable characters, even if it is realistic, because I enjoy like the kind of um, escapism of like having to read about good people and like, mm. But, like, this book, I don't know. Something about them, they're just, they seemed realistic, and it it was just okay with me. I don't know if it was because I was already kind of, like, biased by the podcast that I listened to, like, kind of before mm-hmm. I read it about it. Um, like, that they really liked it. Yeah, they all yeah. loved it. I was so shocked. But, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't hate it, and I don't know. It seemed realistic to me, and it was, I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> What other book don't we agree on? You said a lot of them. That's the first one that comes to mind for me. What's another one? Well, I feel like there are just a lot of ones where like, I mean, we like we not one person loves it and one person hates it. But I feel like we just have different opinions on books sometimes. But I don't I don't know. I feel like we had kind of different opinions on um, the one we all talked about on our podcast. They never learn. Oh, that's true. Mm. The other one that comes to mind is All the Missing Girls. I told you to read that and you never finished it. So. <laughs> I gave it back to you though, right? I think so. I don't know. I tried like over a year. I would just like to point out for the record. I went back to it several times over an entire year and just couldn't get through it. it was I so tried bad. that one. I tried that one twice, Bailey. I, I also had trouble getting into it. For you some understand. I'm, On I'm paper, not. it was like I was into it and then I couldn't get hooked. But yeah. Might just be, I don't know. Um, no, it's not a good book. I just realized <laughs> after after <laughs> Bailey couldn't get through it after a year of reading it. <laughs> um, Austin, what books have we had differing opinions on? I found most of the books we've discussed and starting the podcast we've disagreed on. Yeah. Except for Romeo and Juliet, really. Yeah, that's true. And even then, I'll, we were both like. <laughs> a lot of them you liked, and I really didn't like, like. When we guys were on your show, and we talked about the Never Learn. Sophia liked that one. I couldn't stand that one. Yeah. Twilight, I didn't like. You liked yeah. the guest list. You liked. I didn't like. Yes, 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but to be fair, like most of these books were picked because we were talking to our friends about them and like we were trying to cater towards more what like they like, which again makes sense because our one friend who is going to talk to us about um, the guest list is hugely into thrillers and was very much about like destination thrillers, which I found like to be very niche. Um, but yeah, I would have to agree. Like on our episode of You Have to Read This Book with Bailey and Peyton, we were talking about it and I was like, every five seconds, someone would say something about they never learn where I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. And then I, like I went in and I was like, okay, like I, I felt like I was on Dragon's Den like with my case and I was like ready to present <laughs> it. And then, uh, sorry, like our sharks tank for Americans. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But we were there and I was like, I think this is like what I'm feeling. And then the more I heard about it, I was like, oh no, I didn't even think about that layer. Like it was like, it's like Shrek with the onion layers. I was like, I consider this. I didn't consider that. Um, but yeah, that's the one that comes to mind for me too. That's why it's so great to talk about books though, is because like maybe you hated a book and then you talk to somebody that loved it and makes you go, oh, all right. You know, you're right. I didn't think about it from that or like vice versa. Like you're like, I was okay. And then you talk to someone like us, Austin and I were like, no, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you start seeing things from different perspectives so that's why it's so great to to be able to do this uh-huh yeah and everyone takes different things from books so yeah, yeah. that's also true okay our next one <clears throat> what was the first book you bonded over um i think i can answer this it was um uh all we ever wanted by emily giffen i think oh. It was. You are absolutely right. I was going to say red, right? And well, I can never say that book <laughs> without like choking red, white, and royal blue. But you're absolutely right. It was um, all we ever wanted. Um, that that one. And then um, Monday's Not Coming. Yeah. I love Monday's Not Coming. Oh, yeah. Tiffany Jackson. I, I know. I just got grown and I am so excited to read it. Oh my God, Bailey, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to sit down for that one. Well, not that you don't, you probably sit down while you're reading all the time. But like, I was shocked so many times. I Like every time something happened, I was like, and then I had to put it down sometimes. Oh, it was so good. You're going to want to stand up, then sit down while you're reading. Like, <laughs> just like lay down, like fall, fall back. Yeah. Well, her books are heavy. So I yeah. like that. Yeah. I really like it too. Um, Monday's not coming like wrecked me emotionally like I didn't read anything for like two weeks after that I oh. still am honestly and it's oh. been like two years oh my god yeah if her stuff doesn't get like adapted into a movie st like soon like I don't know what to even believe in at this point <laughs> yeah that one was so oh my god yeah just so incredible I know I agree Austin what book did we bond over? I think for us, it was mostly trauma over our communications <laughs> textbooks in, in university. I was going to say a textbook too, but I was going to say David Bordwell and Kristen Thompson's film textbook. I was thinking the, the CS213 one. <laughs> oh the, the, um, what's the one by the guy from Parks and Rec that we had to read? Oh, Aziz Ansari. Yeah, that one. Yeah, we had to read that we had to read that as like a research methods book, yeah. like really? a research methods class. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be interesting on its own, but it's a, it's not fun when you have to read it for a, 
at yeah. two hundred level cores. I feel like I read that book and thought it was really interesting, but I honestly can't remember anything about it now. Mm. It was like well, really neat because it was like talking about like online dating and like how like people match up nowadays. And it was like he would talk to sociologists and like statisticians, which like made it relatable to our course, kind of. <laughs> yeah. That was also yeah. the chorus where the prof loved heavy metal music and always play a he different music come, video every week. He would come in like with a velvet blazer, sunglasses, two cans of Coke, and he'd be like, I was at a concert last night. Like, nobody talked to me. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, I didn't have a single professor like that at UK. I wish I did. All of mine were. I had one that um, I was a psych major and she taught how a class on drugs and how they impact the brain and um i was also an ra so i was like i'm gonna have my teacher that's been talking all semester about how drugs are bad for you to come in and give a presentation to my residents about how not to do drugs and she came in and she talked about how great drugs were for oh no (laughs) and i was like plot twist oh no (laughs) i mean that's great i'm glad that I mean, she was like, don't do stuff that uses gasoline to make it, guys. Like, smoke the natural stuff. But I was like, that's not, this is not what I I signed up for. It was fine. She's she's written me many letters of recommendation since. (laughs) Okay. Our next question was, what book world would your bestie want to live in most? Mm. Oh, that's hard. It is really hard. Um, for myself, I will. No, I don't think that's that hard for. I mean, I really think that you'd want to live in a world where Claremont was pre- with President Claremont. You'd want to live in a world where Alex Diaz's mom was president. Well, not quite. I would okay. um, want to be um, a British princess. Okay, <laughs> that's that's fair. I okay. So you can replace B in red white and royal blue yeah that would be great and i can get with like june or something <laughs> yes perfect love that i would I also want to be a british princess in what era austin the i'd say <laughs> the, the late 15th century <laughs> that's my forte all right I wish you luck as a princess in the late 15th century. If anyone can do it, you probably have the knowledge. I'd love to have six kids by the time I'm 23 and then die in childbirth. (laughs) Perfect. It sounds like good life. Actually, though, I would like to amend that and say that I don't want to be a British princess because of the whole Meghan Markle stuff and how awful they are to her. So I'm going to amend this for myself and say, we're going to go with instead of red, white, and royal blue, her Royal Highness, and she's a Scottish princess. Oh yeah, that was a fun one. And they seem nicer. The Scots seem nicer to you? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I don't, I don't really know if that's, I mean, I I prefer Scotland to England, but I don't know if it's true that they're nicer. Um, and I don't know. I feel like Peyton wouldn't mind to live in Twilight. I could see her really um, either being a part of the Collins or like being into the Collins. And I, <laughs> I have no shame about saying this. Like, I think it's really true. I would walk around until a werewolf imprinted on me. I would <laughs> 100% just be like, look at me. You're, we're, we're one, right? Until one of them was stuck with me for life. <laughs> 
I, I'm gonna I, like I don't know I keep flipping like maybe I'm a Bailey maybe I'm a Peyton but it's like, <laughs> just really I don't know They're very different <laughs> okay but also like Narnia I'd also want to live in Narnia that, I feel like that's a world no one talks about anymore and it's yeah still um a good one in my heart so I'd also like to live there were yeah, the I second and like third Narnia movies any good I I only ever watched the first one. That was like a big part of my childhood, and I never watched the other one. Well, the first one is definitely the best. Uh huh. Um, I feel like the second one was okay. I don't know. I haven't seen them in a long time, but I always got mad because you know you write read them line which in the wardrobe, but that's really not the first book. Yes, that's (laughs) annoying that it's not in that order. Yeah, drives me nuts. Yes. Also, have you guys seen that thing where, like, it's, like, on Pinterest. This is so – sorry. I'm just going off on tangent. But um, I very rarely get to use my Narnia um, talking points. <laughs> so I'm really, like, soaking this up. But um, where it's, like, a door. And then you put, like, the lamp light from Narnia. And then you open it. And there's, like, all of, like, these books inside. And it's, like, a playroom for, like, kids. I so want that like, immediately. It's so cute. I, I really want that also. That sounds incredible. It's gorgeous. It's a dream. You look like the um, actress that plays the curly-haired girl in Narnia. <laughs> yes, you do. She's beautiful, and so are you. Oh, thank you. I love that. I'm honored. Carry on. I'll interrupt when I figure out her name. Beautiful. Austin? I'm okay. Say- Anna Popowell. Anna Popowell. You look like Anna Popowell. I'm going to look like Susan. <laughs> Like I, that is an honor I do not deserve. <laughs> Susan is like the cutest of all. I love of Susan. Yeah, I that's who you look like. Well, I was gonna say one answer, but I think now Sophia would want to live in Narnia World too. <laughs> <laughs> we can go have tea with Mr. Tumnus. Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay. Sign me. But up. a lot of a lot of what Sophia reads takes place in the real world, world world, and not like fictional worlds. That's so true. I know she really likes like late nineteenth century and then like twenties culture. But oh, yes. without the misogyny and the racism. Yeah. But I feel like there was a lot of sub- subversive stuff there where I feel like I could get uh-huh. away with it and feel like happy. Yeah, I feel like you would you would thrive in one of those time periods. So like Peaky Blinders, but without the racism and misogyny. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Perfect. I mean, like, yeah. It's Just really- rewrite, rewrite the Great Gatsby and make it the Great Grande. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't have any ideas. <laughs> And then Austin, I feel like you would live like either in like ancient Greece or Rome or like Richard III's era when whenever that may be. I don't know. I definitely I definitely picked Rome. Would you? Yeah. yeah. You do own a toga. I, I mean, do own a toga. I got one for Halloween and I <laughs> it's not a Halloween costume. <laughs> um definitely can see Rome. I yeah. Yep, you. I think you would fit in very nicely. You have a good aesthetic for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, our next one. Okay, if your if your best friend had to choose to meet one author, living or dead, who would it be? Allie Carter for Bailey. I met her actually. Oh, That's well, perfect. Her. So she's fulfilled her life's dream. <laughs> I love visualization. I wouldn't say that. That's actually who I would choose to meet at this point. But um... okay, who would you meet? Oh, I don't know. See? <laughs> Give me a second to think about it. But I also, for you, I 
I don't know again because like Peyton doesn't talk about one author that much. Mm. Um, I think actually mine would be Casey McQuinston. Oh yeah, that's fair. Uh, she lives in New York, so I'm just hoping I'll like run into her on the street mm-hmm. one day. It could mm-hmm. happen. Bailey, I don't know if I would be able to recognize her with a mask and stuff on, but <laughs> if you go to like Books or Magic in Brooklyn, like I've heard that she goes there. Yeah, I've like it's not that far from me. Like I've been. That's I would awesome. just camp out there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Give me your um, box. You guys should do that as a, as a live video on your bookstagram page. Yes. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Day oh three God. of the camp out. I love it. Casey, watch 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, when I come visit, we're doing it. Um, Emma and Carly will 1,000% join. Perfect. Love it. Let's do it. I think it's a date. Um, I would probably meet Daphne Du Maurier. I always say her name wrong. Demowers, how I say it, but I'm very American. Um, <laughs> I love her books so much, and I think that she has such a creepy mind. Um, and so I just would love to get to have met her um, since she's no longer alive. But that's how I would pick. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't talk about like, I don't, I always struggle with that. I don't have one author that I truly like, oh, instant buy when I see them in the bookstore. Um, But she is like, Rebecca is one of my top three books of all time. So I think that, I think that's a fitting answer. Do you like Jamaica Inn, Peyton? Yes. Love Jamaica Inn. That was Um, my most fun. (laughs) Yeah, I, so Rebecca was my first one. We read it for school, um, for honors English and all the boys were like, this book is so stupid. I hated it. And I'm like, no, (laughs) think about how she talks about the flowers and like what they mean and the symbol. And the boys were like, it's stupid. And I was like, (laughs) well, it's not, but yeah. Yeah. I think for Sophia, it would probably actually be Hemingway so she can beat him down with a phone book or something. (laughs) This is going to become like my thing now, like what I'm known for, like beating up. <laughs> I like it. Oh my God. I'm not that a biologist. Well, I want to be a Sophia just in this situation. Just <laughs> oh my God. Um, we should start a kick a Kickstarter for a to, literal to, starter? to bring Hemingway back to life and have Sophia fight him. I love it. I'm down. Fight of the century. <laughs> Um, but actual authors who you wouldn't want to fight, I'd say you'd probably want to meet any of the Brontes. Yes. But like who else? I, you do have a like a huge variety of authors too that it's hard to pick individual ones out. Like after Peyton said Daphne du Maurier, I was like, well, maybe me too, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I think like, yeah, I'd say the Brontes are a safe one, or maybe maybe like Oscar Wilde too, because I feel like he Oh yeah. Like famously, <laughs> yeah. Austin, I would say, like Shakespeare again, mm-hmm. or maybe the person who wrote the big series you're reading. That would be interesting. She's Australian too, and I do like an Australian accent. There you go. <laughs> there you but, go. That's a good reason to want to meet someone. I'd <laughs> I'd also like to meet mid '80s coked out of his mind Stephen King as well. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's a good one. <laughs> that would be an interesting conversation. I couldn't get through Tommy Knockers. I'm pretty sure that was one that was in his in his phase, but I bet he would be interesting to meet from that period. 
I know it. He it was written during his cocaine phase, and that's why the ending is so freaking crazy. Yeah, super weird. I loved the okay. So the remake um, of the movie. I loved the first one. I thought it was well done and terrifying <laughs> and like weird, but not overly weird. And then the second like chapter. I was like, nope, it's too weird to be scary. Like, I, I, was, I was so sad. I was a little disappointed. I like the second part a lot, actually. I know a lot of people didn't, though, so I, I, I respect I mean, that. I think I need to try it again, because I think I watched them back to back. And so uh -huh. I think I was expecting the same. And they're not the same. Like, even in the book, it's not the same. Like, very different things are happening, because they're children and adults, like, in these different parts. But, um. So I was just expecting the exact same vibe as the first one, and I didn't get that. The thing that threw me out of the second part is how they had to de-age the kids because they grew up in like the two or three years between movies. Yeah. So it looks like they they have like a Snapchat filter over their face. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. <laughs> no. Austin, is that the one that filmed in Alora? Yeah, they filmed that like a half an hour drive. Part of it, the part where they were like jumping in the gorge off the side of the cliff, they filmed that about half an hour where from where we live. Oh, that's, that's so cool. cool. And actually, the abandoned house is in the town where my sister's living and going to school at the moment. Oh, that's cool. Did Okay, so do you like Stephen King's book about the JFK assassination? I haven't read that one, actually. 112263. Highly recommend. Um, okay, I'll check it out. And it ties the whole Stephen King universe together. Huh. And I didn't realize that the first time I read it. It's incredible. I wouldn't have expected that from the subject matter of that one. but Yeah. It gets real weird. I have okay, it. I'll have to check that one out. I like weird. Yeah, it's, it's good. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are what is like a cliche, a plot device, or like um, like a character type that your friend can't stand? Oh, can't stand. We just talked <laughs> about what we love. Okay. Well, Bailey can't stand a love triangle. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, funny. I'm over them. Also, the whole thing of like forcing characters together, like the one bed thing, Peyton loves it, but I just think it's lazy. <laughs> like, like when when Jacob and Edward take Bella to the top of the mountain, and there's yes. and he's like, she's like, I'm cold, and Jacob's like, Well, I'm warm, and like, let me. I'm like, I was like, Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Even though I was cheering for Edward, I loved that moment for me, and Bailey, Bailey's not about it. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know for Peyton. I think I'm trying to remember what I said last week. <laughs> yeah, I, I already forget. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's totally valid. I change my mind on a day to day basis. I'm literally going to go look. I don't love friends to lovers. Oh. Yeah. Which I think is most people think I'm crazy, but if like it's nicely done, I like it. But like I much prefer people hating each other, ending up falling in love. So same. <laughs> um, Peyton can't stand when a character gets gaslit. Like she really, really oh. hates that. Yeah, yeah, that is true, and that is the same for real life. Um, don't like that either. Yeah, <laughs> there. <laughs> I can't really imagine anybody reading that and be like, wow, we got gaslit. I love that. Yeah. True. <laughs> I mean, true, but like sometimes I think the author gaslights the reader. Yeah. Like, and, and I, and like, so, so how much trouble do I want? Like, um, <laughs> like the Sarah J. Moss Mass series, mm -hmm. um, Actar. 
Um, like, I feel like she gaslights the readers into like thinking it's this epic romance and really it's not, they just sleep together to forget having about having emotions. Um, and so I, like, I have a real problem with that in books. Yeah, that's fair. I, I see that series everywhere. Like, Every day, multiple times a day. I I haven't read it, but I have never been so turned off by a book that I've never. Oh no! <laughs> like I've never read it, and I'm like, I will never read you. I've read too many things that I'm like, why do you think that's okay? Yeah. Like from people that talk about how great it is. So anyway, yeah, that was a good one, Bailey. I'm actually not. I wrote this question, and I'm not even sure <laughs> what to answer for so for this one. When I read this one, I was like, this is super hard. Like I don't even know if I know myself what I feel about <laughs> this, but. I mean, like, I think the same as Peyton, but like the gaslighting, but like when it's in a thriller and you know that they're being, and you just feel like more and more anxious and like, there's a certain level of like anxiety I like going into thrillers, but then like when it goes on too long, I'm like, you need to pull the plug. Like, I just need to know or not know. I don't like Yeah, that. I agree. Like I get nervous and then I have to like put the book down, put it in the freezer, like, yeah. All yeah. <laughs> the freezer, yeah. Um, I guess for me, I don't like characters that are one-dimensional or only have like a singular goal to reach for the entire story huh well that makes sense given that was, what we talked about <laughs> last on our podcast together that was one of the things <laughs> i disliked most about twilight because i found <laughs> bella's only goal was to wind up with edward in the end and there was nothing really beyond that That's yeah fair. i mean she was 16 what more did she have to live for but eternal <laughs> love <laughs> true love <laughs> Okay, our last question for this round. I know you guys were talking about romance tropes in your last episode of your own podcast. So we just wanted to ask, what are some of your favorite tropes in books? Oh, I have to answer for Bailey, right? I see I was, I'm already... <laughs> we were doing the entire show. How are you forgetting? <laughs> I don't know, okay? I have a short attention span every once in a while. Um, okay, Bailey, do you know mine or do I have to go first? I know I'll go. Um, she likes uh, enemies to lovers, fake dating, marriage of convenience. Yeah. Um, at least those are romance tropes. I I can't really think of any like non-romance tropes because I don't know. Whenever I think of tropes, I just always think of like romance books. Me too. <laughs> Same. Um. Also, oddly enough, like if it's well written, I am down for an unreliable narrator. Um. If if it's well written, like yeah. in a thriller, I'm for it. Um, Bailey likes royal romance. She enjoys slow burns for sure. Um, and she does not like unreliable narrators. So she likes reliable narrators. Love it. And you're more, I think you're more plot driven than character driven in your books. Like that's, you prefer yeah. more plot driven than character driven. Agreed. Yeah. I think Austin likes... I'm going to say also like plot because mostly like if you're reading historical, you want to hear like the series of events, but you also like just learning about like historical figures who left a real impact. Yeah. I do like, like learning about the mindsets of historical figures and what they yeah. could have been thinking at a certain moment. Like maybe strategy is the word I'm looking for. Like, I feel like you like, like strategy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> I, I get it. Like, learning the inner workings of of someone's mind of, of yeah. a historical situation yeah yeah or like dissecting like how different events went down to like 
completely alter the course of that historical period. Mm. <laughs> like a play by play. The other thing I'm really drawn to too with historical fiction is like ideas of power, mm. like how people get power and what the dangers of it are. Yeah, absolutely. And for Sophia, again, I wrote this question. I'm still drawing a blank on this one. <laughs> she, reaches, because she, she reaches a variety of different things that's hard to pick out like yeah. broad tropes. Us, us mood readers. Um, how we live. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to also like, I, I immediately, when I saw this question, I was like, oh, romance tropes, like immediately. And I was like, enemies to lovers, marriage of convenience, proximity, like you're stuck with someone. And I think that's it. Okay. You need to try Serpent and Dove. I'm going to do it. It's already on my wish list. I'm it's so excited. Fantasy, it, it, it ticks all three of those boxes. And there's okay. a nice, easy witch element to it. So it's Thank not you. like crazy fantasy. Love it. Serpent and Dove. Thank you, Peyton. I You're need welcome. it. <laughs> We've both got a suggestion so far this episode. We're doing well. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> This is so good. I need like a book recommendation diagnosis from Peyton. And that's what like, I'm here for. I'm just, I just recommend that book to like anyone that says those three things. I'm like, oh wait, no, have you heard about like, let me, it's I'm so like on, on that. Sh Hello, my name is Elder Peyton. <laughs> have you read instead of the book of Mormon, it's the book of Serpent and Death. Like that's. <laughs> oh my gosh. You've never recommended it to me though. That's because it's a straight romance. Okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I will read straight romances. <laughs> I don't want you to like look at me and be like, really, a straight romance. <laughs> so, Bailey, you should read it too, but I know that you're going to go, <sighs> really? So, you can read it. It's fine. That's like basically comparing me to like a, a straight person that won't like read queer books it's like i recommend other good straight romance to you but you don't like fantasy you don't like historic fiction you don't like forced marriage you can you can not recommend it based on all of those things but don't okay. not recommend it because it's straight okay that's fair you're right i'm sorry it's amazing okay well that brings <laughs> us to the end of our first round of the game show yes who's winning who knows we're not keeping track <laughs> Like really like one for one like I don't Bailey was like I don't know for me and I did like one that I didn't know for Bailey like I think we're pretty evenly evenly paced I honestly feel like Bailey and Peyton are in the lead right now because like one Peyton's like essay about Ali Carter and two Bailey <laughs> just is like when, whenever Bailey's asked a question she's like this this and this and she's like next <laughs> like she's ready she's on it I love it that's the lawyer in me is so used to getting giving concise answers on the spot. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm impressed. Um, yeah, our next segment, Austin, take it away. I interrupted you. Sorry. <laughs> this is kind of like a lightning round. It's the this or that round. Oh, perfect. So I'll, I guess we'll do it. We'll go through each one and then say what you think your friend is going to say. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. So our first one is happy ending or sad ending? Happy ending for Bailey. Happy ending for Payne. Happy ending for Sophia. Closure ending for us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's true. I, I don't care if an ending is sad as long as all the loose ends are wrapped up. <laughs> okay. Young or old protagonists? Wait, are we not saying if we're right? If they were right? Oh, yeah. I guess we, we should do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Payne was right. Uh, Bailey was 
mostly I mean like sometimes I really want a sad ending but I guess I root for a happy ending most of the time mood reader life yeah Austin you were right (laughs) (laughs) okay now easier to say if someone's wrong (laughs) (laughs) let's just speak up if someone's wrong we'll go from there perfect okay next one is young or old protagonists Uh, young for Bailey I mean, I feel like Peyton doesn't care, but I guess if she had to choose, like, young. I think it's the same for Sophia. But I think I... it's the same for Austin. <laughs> are we saying young is, like, young, like, 90 as, or no, when I say old, are we saying, like, 90 is old or, like, 30 is old? Like, oh, yeah. in your own age range, I'd say, or, like, much older than you. Okay, then I... own. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think my answer is the same. <laughs> I'd say that's fair. I I go both ways, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, they're old historically, but they might have died young. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one is first-person or third-person narration. Uh, I feel like Peyton doesn't care, but third, maybe? Bailey's first-person. Oh, no, you are so wrong. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Okay, Sophia, moment of truth. I'm going to say f- 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 first person. You are correct. I do. Yes. First person. I'm not going to say third person for you. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Excellent. I was really nervous there. That was a, <laughs> a tough one. Okay, fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. 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 I don't know. You like both. I know you like your like your self help kind of books. Yeah, that's true. I do like development. All about that strategy. Your design audio books, and I'm gonna say nonfiction. I think it'd be fiction. Ugh. It was so hard, though. It was so hard. <laughs> okay, um, hardback or paperback or nickelback if you're Canadian. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I don't like them. I just want to put that disclaimer in. They're yes uh hardback for bailey i say paperback for sophia because she takes her books everywhere it's true i do prefer paperback austin i'll say i'll say paperback for you because it's lighter on your commute i like having hard hardcover backs for my bookshelf but i like having paperback to actually read savages i just I am a refined, cultured woman, and y'all are a bunch of savages. Let's talk about who the mean one is this episode. My goodness. I will say, Bailey, working in a library, I have been hit multiple occasions by like a hardcover falling on me when I shelve. So maybe that's why I have some animosity towards it. I used to love hardback. Fair. That's fair. That's the only excuse here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um real world or fictional world like for setting in a book okay wait when you say fictional world do you mean like fantasy world or do you mean like fiction as in yes it's like this era it's an it, like it's the 1920s but there's no misogyny or racism I think like fantasy like completely made up and then like right. contemporary like different setting or different time period perfect I mean Peyton like it likes both but I guess I'll go with fantasy or fiction Bailey's uh, real world. Sophia's definitely a real world. Yeah. And I, Austin, I would say 
real world too. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I get so scared during this part. I don't know <laughs> okay. Um, books or audiobooks or ebooks? Uh, for Peyton, books, but she likes all three. But we're going to go with books. Bailey's books. I think Sophia is books, then audiobooks, then ebooks. That's correct. <laughs> and Austin, I feel like you're books, ebooks, audiobooks. Actually, oh, weirdly enough, lately I've been preferring ebooks because I really like to read on the train and um, I like pull them up on my phone. That's a good point. I'm trying to get more into ebooks. I, I just got a I just bought a Kindle, but Ooh. I love my Kindle. <laughs> um you can I don't, well, I don't know how libraries work in Canada, but um, (laughs) in my library, like I can download apps from my library and then upload them to my Kindle. So it's amazing and I'm obsessed. I'm sure you can do that, but, um, and then I've been listening to audiobooks like crazy recently. I, they've like helped me read faster. So I love audiobooks right now. Same. Do you guys ever buy like a physical book and then read it and then get the audiobook version after or vice versa? Like you get the audiobook and you're like, well, that's really good. I want to read the actual book. Yes. And I've gotten the audiobook because it was not on hold at the library and the ebook or the physical book was. And then while I'm listening to it, the physical book will come in and then I'll read at the same time as listen to the book. Oh, yeah. I do that too. That's awesome. Not like only if I'm like, wow, this could be one of my favorite books ever. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. I'm trying to be more intentional, Bailey, where like if I read an audiobook and I really listen to an audiobook, sorry, and if I really, really like it, then sometimes I'll buy it, but I'm trying to do it less, although it's really hard. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's the end of round two. Oh, <laughs> that was fast. I know. It was a speed round. It's a palate <laughs> cleanser. Um, and now we go into our final one, which I'm really excited for, and I have my sign ready. Oh, it's really lopsided. <laughs> what are we gonna call this one? The newly, the newly bestie, but not really new bestie friend. The oldly bestie. <laughs> awful. The oldly bestie. Game. Let's just call it. Who's more likely to? <laughs> I like it. All right. It's to the point. Ooh. Okay. Things are falling. All right. So for people listening in, we all have. We're gonna be obviously saying what everybody's answers are, but we have little cue cards with each of our names written on the one side. And our bestie's name on the other side. Yep. So we're going to hold up who we think would be correct for each question. Should we say them too or no? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the people at home will be like, what? Yes. <laughs> be a half an hour of silence for the <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do this. Who is more likely to break a book buying ban? Ready? One. To wait till what? Break to a break. book learning ban? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ready? Go. <laughs> so Bailey and Peyton said each other, and Austin <laughs> both said me. <laughs> and it's true, at least in our part. Bailey, you really think I'd break a book buying ban before you? Uh, yeah, I feel like you, your husband says you can't buy books all the time, and then you buy like seven. That's not a book buying ban. He's just not cool but like it's not not that he like is taking my credit card hostage it's not an intentional book buying ban but all right i see what you're saying 
I don't think I've ever seen Sophia have a book vitamin that, la- that lasts more than two days. I'm in one right now, buddy. I gave up. How, I- how long has it been? However long it's been since Ash Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is my first year giving them up for Lent. And uh, yeah, it's like a nightmare. Like my friend and his boyfriend sent me like this awesome like invite to like Jenny Lawson is having like an event with Indigo for her new release. And oh, it was like, if you buy the book, you get to go. And I was like, I can't go. <laughs> I was oh, devastated. I feel like that should be an exception. I... I know. I'm I won't count that as an exception. I, if you buy that book, then <laughs> wow, the gloves are really coming off. that I would buy it, like uh, buy a book first over Peyton. <laughs> yes, that's why I said Bailey because <laughs> if there's a shopper between the two of us, okay, and- that's true. Yeah. But I also I do get from the library way more than I buy like that's true, like actual copies. That's true. I loved Peyton's story when she did her library haul and she was like, I just saved like $160. And I was like, yes, girl. It's <laughs> the best part of the library is getting that so little good. like, look how much you saved. Yeah, it's so true. Okay. Um, who's more likely to read the latest release? Okay. <laughs> We're all in agreement this time. Perfect. <laughs> so Austin and I said me and then, and then we said Bailey. Yeah, I really, I don't keep up with recent releases. <laughs> Unless it's like an author that I really like and they have a new release coming out, but more or less, I don't really keep, I don't like, I don't go to the bookstore and go to the new releases section or anything. The reason I've read the new releases I've read this year is because Bailey told me about them. So <laughs> she keeps me on my toes. <laughs> I keep her young. <laughs> oh, that's true. I am an old woman. <laughs> okay, who's? more likely to resist reading the popular books like on bookstagram or like in the bookstore ready i don't uh, i don't uh, i don't know <laughs> this one's hard i don't know yeah, like i don't read books because they're popular i read them be- like because i want to read them but i just feel like I the feel books like- that are popular are books that you like to like that you like would seek out Agreed. Well, no, not necessarily, um, because true. I feel like queer books are in, like inherently less popular. <laughs> but I would say, in general, Peyton is better at resisting peer pressure. Very true. I said myself for this one because I don't know any of the new popular, like the recent popular books. Yeah, this is a tough call because I am also like resistant sometimes. Like if something's everywhere, I'm like, okay, I'll get to it, and then for some reason, like I just keep pushing it down the to do list. Um, yeah. but I think I'm more likely to, to fall prey to, um, the bookstagram peer pressure. Oh yeah. I mean, I've definitely bought books because bookstagram made me do it. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, like, have you read the invisible life of Addie LaRue? No, but I keep seeing it. And that's one where I was like, is this too fantasy for me or could I do it? No, I think you and Austin should read that one together. Cause it's historic, Oh, but it's also, just like contemporary fiction it's there's the fantasy is not honestly overwhelming it's more mythology oh well check that, that sounds interesting i'll have to check that out yeah beautiful that's a good one i but like also i like wish that it hadn't been so hyped up i think i would have enjoyed it even more if it hadn't bought it because it's a hype yeah that's something that. we've talked about before i really don't like books in the mainstream which is unfortunate because if a book's good, then it'll become in the mainstream and there's really no escaping it. But 
Right. Just like music. Like, just like you love yeah. this song and then all of a sudden it's everywhere and you're like, I hate Too this much. song. <laughs> so basically, you guys are a bunch of snobs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Bailey, you knew this about me. So. <laughs> I, I'm pretty open to anything that falls in the cart when I go to the bookstore. Okay. Um, who's more likely to comment or post on Bookstagram? Ooh. Oh, this is an easy one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not on our page, but on my own Bookstagram. <laughs> yeah. Peyton leaves me to like, hangs me out to dry on our page. <laughs> I'm so bad at managing two pages. I did not <laughs> sign up for that. <laughs> so Sophia and I both said Sophia. But I think you do, like, you do comment and, and message too sometimes. But, like, I'm sure you guys relate to this, where it's, if it's, like, two of you sharing one account, sometimes it's, like, hard to tell who's, like, talking. Yeah. So I never know, like, when to sign off. Yeah. The only time I talk to people on the Bookstagram page is when Sophia tells me that I have a message. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to open them assuming they're not for me. That's me. I'm like, <laughs> Bailey, you'll get to that. You're young. You can handle it. I like, my mom... My mom commented on one last night, and I was like, oh, I can't open that. It's for Sophia, even though it's for my own mom. I feel like Bailey and I are, like, the cool secretaries and madmen who are, like, controlling the operation. <laughs> we're, like... Yeah. We're, like but I would treat you better than any madman secretary... Or was, tr- you know, any madman treated his secretaries. Would you? Would. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm like on my sass game today. You I don't know. Why coming you drink for breakfast? Like, Sophia and I are all for that. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. Our thumbnail is going to be a controversial like tune in. The gloves are off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, who's more likely to try the latest Bookstagram challenge? What? Really, Sophia? <laughs> what? <laughs> I literally hardly ever like am on Bookstagram. Like we I did a reel because of you. Oh, oh I did the reel. That I don't think of that as a Bookstagram challenge. I thought it was more like a TikTok thing. And but sure, I guess if you if you're equating them to be the same, but I don't. Okay, that's fair. So for this all one, right, we all said the other person. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> that is really interesting. Controversial. I said you, Austin, because anytime we're tagged in a challenge, I'm like oh yeah, I'll get to that. And then I feel super bad and it takes me like two weeks. Whereas like, if you see that we're tagged in something, you're like, hey, we got to round this up. Let's go. Wait, were you talking a challenge, like like a rating challenge? Six... We have... Oh, no, no, no. Like the six faces. Like in Oh, the... okay. Like those. Yeah, Peyton's way more likely to do that than me. Yeah, I've really fallen off of them though. People have stopped tagging me in there <laughs> because it takes so long for me to get back to it. So it's hard. It's hard. I like doing those challenges more than like, the story things where it's oh yeah like the, the exact the thing we did before that this or that that we made you guys do for our episode yeah, yeah that's fair okay who's more likely to break a book spine Ready? no oh sorry wrong wrong side <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me just cheating i swear <laughs> no this one's a pretty easy answer for okay so bailey and peyton both said peyton yeah and, and sophia I- and i both said me <laughs> Yeah, I feel like a broken book spine is a sign of a well-loved book. Um, 
I don't try to do it on purpose, but like I often, like I did not break the spine for boyfriend material. I was kind of proud of myself, but um, most of my paperbacks have broken spines. I just never, really never buy paperbacks. So like, I don't even have this opportunity. (laughs) True. That hard And you called us snobs, Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with your pick Sophia but why do you think I'd be most likely to break one I said that because I am heavily like I'm a very neurotic person um (laughs) I was just um yeah so I was just like I I really 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 try not to break a spine I had to the other day because I was reading um one of those like pocket like romance novels and I like there's no way like normally when I'm reading I'm reading like on an angle so like nothing bends but it was just impossible um the ditch was too close in so I had to break the spine it's unfortunate it's okay the book still loves you it said thank you for stretching me out (laughs) yeah I'm hoping that's what it's saying (laughs) I felt really broken up about it no I remember when I was at public school I got in trouble for my teacher for putting a book open face down (laughs) bending the spine really I mean, like bending is different than like actually having like the cracks in it. Like we have a course um, right now in my program in like library school where it's like talking about book binding and there's like all these hacks that you can do to like, like make sure that the book doesn't break. And everyone in that class, like that was the most note taking I'd seen like all term. Like everyone's like, tell me everything. It's so cool. I like honestly love the sound of a spine breaking, mm. <laughs> breaking. like it's so satisfying. <laughs> so sorry to all the book binders out there. It's no. nothing personal. That's why you go into a bookstore and opening every book and breaking yeah. the spine. No, I don't. I'm not that. <laughs> I have to own it. I'm not. Like, there's a TikTok of this girl that's like how to how to make a book how to make a reader angry. Oh. She picks up this brand new book and she just like rips it open and crack and it's the loudest crack. It sounds like your back your back is popping. And I was like, that's a little excessive, but also I feel you. <laughs> so. Oh man. Okay. Um, who's the most likely to hit the library and need a bag to hold everything? This is another easy one for us. No <gasps> way. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Bailey and Peyton both said Peyton. I said Austin. And Austin said me. Sophia, I've heard you tell stories of picking up 100 books in the library all at once. I just feel like, Austin, your books are inherently going to be heavy. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> And also, I make my boyfriend carry my books most of the time. That's, yeah. that's a loophole. <laughs> I have I love it. it. I like only get e-library books at this point. Partly because, though, New York libraries aren't open. But, like, that eventually will be an issue for me. Yes. It's a good issue to have, I feel. Okay. Yeah. Who's um, more likely to read the book before the movie? Uh, there's one of us that's more likely to do this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Can we do this, like, for exactly. both of us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> okay, we all said both of us except for Austin. Who said, <laughs> who, who? Sophia? Yeah. I, said, I would agree with that because I feel like you probably would read Twilight before you would see the movie and Austin while he would do neither would probably be more <laughs> willing to see the movie than read the book That's I find nine times out of ten I watch the movie and then I want to read the book afterwards mm, me too yeah I can Espe- I, I feel that especially if I don't know that like obviously if I don't know a, the movie's based off a book going in and then mm-hmm. I do more research after about it very fair 
Okay. Who's more likely to underline or highlight a quote in a book? Okay. Yeah, we should all we, have this. Should we include bending corners of pages? In this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I have ever done that, to be honest. Really? Not even in school? Okay, well, that's different. <laughs> I have dog-eared a book before, but I, I think Austin is more likely to highlight or underline a quote. I used to do that. I don't anymore. Although, actually, I found myself wanting to do it in Honey Girl because there are so many, like, really good pieces of, of like, dialogue and things that I, like, want to highlight so we can talk about them on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That book was, oh my god, such a gem. So many, so much good dialogue. I agree with you, Bailey. That was a hard one to like, I started writing down favorite quotes. Um, and it was hard to like keep up because I loved the whole thing. Awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the next one is, who's the most likely to cry over the death of a character? Bailey has no soul. <laughs> <laughs> I picked. He doesn't think so. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So Bailey and Peyton both picked each other, and then Sophia and I both picked Sophia. Yeah, I am way more. I cry way more easily than you do. Yeah, well, I don't cry over my life. I cry a lot over fictional characters. Who's the last fictional character you cried over? Um, literally in like the Vampire Diaries, I cry all the time. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you, but okay. I'm not. I have no shame about it. Oh, good. All right. Well, I needed that laugh. Thank you. <laughs> Sophia, who was the last character you cried over when they died? Oh my God. Who don't I cry over? Even if they don't die, I'm crying. Like, honestly, it does not take that much. Um, I think probably the last. Oh, well, sorry. Go. I just, um, I cried over, sorry, spoiler alert, if you watch Grey's Anatomy, I cried over DeLuca's death the other night. He died? I thought just he just heard. <laughs> I just heard. That was, that was upsetting. Someone on a tweet was like, I knew something bad was happening when she was sitting on the beach. <laughs> something bad always happens. I'm going to have to put in the description spoilers for Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> now our Tony will. <laughs> Timestamp it. Oh my God. Yeah, I think, like, the last person I cried over, who I don't know is actually, like, if he dies or not, there's, like, a series, like, in, like, this, like, Highlander, like, book that I'm reading. Not the not the Outlander one or whatever one. Is Outlander's on. the, like, giant series, yeah. Not that one. It's, like, some other one. And, like, he gets shot, like, in, like, his tent with an arrow or something. And then, like, everyone's freaking out. And, like, I don't know. I cried, but I don't know if he's going to make it. <laughs> She's surprised me before. I can't. That's stressful. It was bad. I don't think I've ever actually cried at a piece of media before. What? Did you say, like piece of media <laughs> as in all media? Like you like no like you've never been moved to tears by art? Not that I can think of. <laughs> now we're discovering who really has no soul. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've only seen you tear up once, Austin, like in our entire friendship. Oh, was it was at our at our convocation? <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was at our grad toast. I didn't see you tear up during convocation, but like at our grad toast, I turned over to you and you were like, I was like, okay, like we showed up, and I was like, Austin, like I just came from like work, like I don't have a like nice outfit, and I was like in jeans, and everyone else was like in heels and formal wear, and I was like, oh god, and then we were sitting there, and I was like so focused on that, and I was like, oh my god, like what am I doing? 
And then Austin had like a total like um, Zodiac Leo moment where he was like, I'm really going to miss like being with like being here next year. <laughs> we like, That's so sweet. You're going to make me cry again. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever seen you tear up. Whereas I feel like you like every time we were like in a hard class together, I'd be like, I just don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Or like, and I like cry into my hoodie. <laughs> I've seen Peyton cry. I saw Peyton cry pretty early on in our friendship, but I don't know if you've ever seen me cry. What did I cry about? Um, the series seven. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. That was horrible. Bawled my eyes out about that. Um, I have horrible test anxiety, and then I took a job where you have to take a test to get the job. That was smart of me. Um, I don't know, Bailey. I feel like I feel like I've seen you cry out of anger before. Hmm. No, I. I, I, totally I read Twilight. You, I totally <laughs> saw you cry. Yeah, I've seen you cry. Um. Yeah, that's we. That's when I was like, okay, I'll be nice to this girl. Oh, was that after the breakup? Yeah, yeah, the breakup. <laughs> Very defining moment. I heard like the capitals in the the. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not. I'm sorry that, that happened. It doesn't even deserve that. She was such a blip in your life, but true. true. I respect the trauma that you went through for it. It was just a weird time. It was. Yeah. Okay, the next one is, who is more likely to get lost from who they came to the bookstore with? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this is just me being mean, honestly. No, I agree. <laughs> so Bailey and Peyton both said Bailey, and Sophia and I both said Sophia. Yes. Perfect. I have been called the Phantom because I just disappear. Just, just drift off. That's who I am. I find I usually disappear in a bookstore, but I only ever go to two different sections, so it's pretty easy to find <laughs> where I am. To find you. I'm either in the music section or the history section. That's <laughs> hilarious. Iconic. Okay. Um, this is my one. Who spends longer staging bookstagram posts? Oh. What? What do you mean, what? I couldn't <laughs> do That's it. Sophia, I make you do all the hard work for <laughs> I feel like whenever we talk, Austin, you're always like, here's like three different photos that I took and like I hope the lighting's okay and like I tried to and I'm literally just like, Yeah, it looks all right. And I like, <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, Bailey has these beautiful, like like thoughtful, like vignettes. I don't spend a lot of time on them though. No. Oh, all right. Well you make it look like you do. So <laughs> thank you. Kudos to you. <laughs> The one I took today that I sent to you, I like literally just threw a book on my bed and was like, picture. <laughs> I think the last one I did is threw a t-shirt on the ground and put the books on top of the t-shirt to make a background. Oh, I like it. Very good. <laughs> it's candid. <laughs> what the people want. The real life. Yeah, they're like, they're, you know, they most people stage super amazing pictures and then my most liked picture is me covered in a pile of laundry reading a book so <laughs> yeah there you go. love it okay who was more likely to run out of book shape bookshelf space right now well this is a tough one. Oh, oh. okay bailey and peyton agree and they both say bailey she's in a tiny new york new york apartment she has much less space than me yeah my bookshelf is overflowing you'll see in the picture I'm so excited. I find this is 
a technical one because Sophia, you have two houses and Henry's place to store books. Okay, but yeah. at this present moment, yes, you only have your mom's place. Um, yeah, I have two rooms. I like I moved all my books to my dad's though. Um, like during the pandemic when I was primarily staying there, and I I am slowly encroaching on Henry's bookshelf. Um, but that's because he keeps borrowing things and never returning them. So. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to count that. Oh, yeah, that doesn't seem like that's on you. <laughs> but Austin, I know yours are really full right now, too. And Kate, like, is losing real estate in your bookshelf. I had to commit a whole shelf to her stuff. <laughs> I love that. I love. That's yeah. I, got, I got books in the bathroom. I got them, like, <laughs> under I guitars. Owns more books than me. So if we, like, when we live together, it's going to be a struggle. <laughs> I don't like I don't know. What about you, Peyton? Do you share book like book space with your husband? He um okay. So last year, the start of the year before the pandemic, we went to the bookstore together and he bought three books. He bought two Tom Clancy novels and then the second Jurassic Park book. And he said, My goal is to read these three books by the end of the year. Okay. So <laughs> he's not a big reader. Um, and he did not finish a single book last year. Um, this year he's discovered audiobooks and he's already read like four books, I think. Love it. Um, yeah. So I don't have to share any shelf space with him <laughs> because he's now he builds Legos and he wants to put those on my bookshelves. And that is a constant fight. <laughs> yeah. That's but, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm a bit nervous on like how combining bookshelves is going to go because like, I own more books, but like when we move in together, I feel like I don't know how it's going to go down. Like yeah, that's got to be a interesting, I mean, I've literally, I've literally only ever brought bookshelves into our homes. <laughs> He's never <laughs> struggled with that. So. You know, one good thing is that my girlfriend and I both rearranged our bookshelves by color. So I do that too. I love yeah. that. Yeah. This is why I'm glad Kate isn't a read because I've said before, <laughs> put all, all her books on the bottom shelves where nobody can get into them and oh my God. it's blocked off by the hedgehog cage and record <laughs> crates. Hilarious. Oh my God. Okay. Um, who has the bigger TBR? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Peyton's going to say herself actually. So I guess I, but I still think it's me. <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, I feel like, Bailey, we probably have even ones. I just feel like I'm constantly adding to it. Mm -hmm. Me too. I feel like because Sophia has such a wider idea of how many books there are out there that she is, has, she knows there's so many more books to read than I do. I think because I'm an emotionally corrupt, well, not emotionally corrupt, emotionally <laughs> pandemic corrupt. Like, you know what I mean? Like the pandemic has gotten to me and like, yep. it's it's grown. Let's just leave it at that. Totally understand that. <laughs> okay. Um, who's more likely to buy a book without reading the back cover? I don't know. Oh, wrong answer. <laughs> oh, Austin, I thought we were on the same page. <laughs> we're all pointing fingers at each other for this one. <laughs> I, I would never. Like, really, you would never. You never <laughs> looked at a book and been like, oh my God, this cover is so pretty and not read the back cover and just bought the book. No, because I'm so picky. Okay, then I'll change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I feel like Sophia, you. I feel like you're very open-minded when you pick up a book. Like you don't even need to look at the back. You just kind of get a an idea of it just from the title. I've just been burned one too many times where I've given things a chance based on the cover, and I refuse to spend money on it just because they're so expensive. Um, but I said you because I guarantee that you would buy something if it had Richard the Third or Julius Caesar or any other Roman emperor on the I cover. Just, I just skimmed the back cover for like keywords, just emperor <laughs> or Augustus. I'm like, sold. Honestly, that I should have said myself because I was just at the library and that's what I was doing. So I was like, oh, that's a pretty cover. And then I'd flip it over and be like, Seems terror, uh, true love, uh, horrible enemy. And I'm like, yep, all right. Sounds good. Like, <laughs> that works for me. That's awesome. Okay. Last one. Austin, do you want to do the honors? Yes, it is. Who is most likely to cosplay or find a Halloween costume based off a book character? Sophia, are we counting Shakespeare's Julius Caesar for this one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, is that why you have a to, uh, toga? Uh, yeah. I just, because so. of history in general, that's why I have the toga, okay. but it's not a particular <laughs> book character, but... And I've also seen you dress up as a Game of Thrones character, Austin. Oh, yeah, I regret that now. <laughs> I, forgot about, I forgot about that one, actually. Jon Snow. Oh, nice. I still yeah, have a cape somewhere. Awesome. but I like it. Mm. I don't, I've never done it, but I've wanted to. Me too. I don't have the creative energy to do it. But... I do actually have the creative energy to do it. I just never have either. Same, yeah. Could be us on Halloween, you guys. We'll plan ahead. <laughs> I dressed up as uh, Carol Baskin for Halloween this past year, so I love that. It was- <laughs> I didn't even dress up. It's it's been a sad year. <laughs> all I did was sit at a bonfire and yell, "Hi, all you cool cats and kittens!" <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that walked by. So, <laughs> although I've wanted to be Cruella Deville for several years now, and I'm going to make it happen this year. I was Cruella Deville when I was. Five. My brother was wow. a Dalmatian. It was great. Oh, that's adorable. Have you guys seen each other for that Cruella movie that's coming out with <gasps> yes, Emma I'm so Stone? Excited. You know what? I'm gonna look it up. So cool. I guess it's part of the Disney trend of they're making movies about their villains, like they did Maleficent. I love it. I have this T-shirt with Maleficent, um, Ursula, Cruella Deville, and um, the Evil Queen that says like "Bad Girl Gang." <laughs> Love Very it. Nice. Yeah, I'd love to see um, Ursula and having her own movie. Uh, I think she's fascinating. So yeah, cool. for sure. I worked for like a, a jeweler briefly and like they carried like like really fancy like engagement and like just regular rings based on like Disney princesses and villains. And the Ooh. villain ones like sold way more. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Because they're, they're probably so much more interesting. Yeah. There was like lots going on, lots of like different stuff. But so fun. So cool. Well, yeah. That brings us to the end of the game. Yeah. Who's the winner? Once again, we don't know because we're keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Jimmy Fallon shows where he's like, next one wins a thousand points takes the game. <laughs> um, and we were all winners because we got to hang out. Wow. I am. That was beautiful. <laughs> I loved it. That was really great. Well, thank you so much for indulging us, you guys. We we always have fun talking to you. So we're so happy that you came on the show. Yeah. Thank, blast. thank you so much. This is so fun. Like you guys were way more prepared and organized than we are. So <laughs> Very true. Thanks for teaching us your ways. Oh, no. 
<laughs> no, it, it was so fun. But thank you so much. And where can people find your podcast? Because I'm obsessed and I need people to listen to. <laughs> Uh, you can find us um, basically everywhere podcasts are listened to. Um, Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, all of the things. Um, and it's You Have to Read This Book podcast. With you can two exclamation points. Yes. You can also <laughs> find us on Instagram at You Have to Read This Book podcast and go to a link um, in our bio. And we also have separate bookstagrams. Mine is booked by Bailey and it is Bailey, B-A-I-L-I-E. And you can find me at books and bourbon with underscores after each word, including after bourbon. Um, and I just like to make cocktails and books. So. <laughs> Even when you call me to ask how to make the real of the cocktail. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm old, but that doesn't mean that I don't know how to make good cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.